US inflation figures overnight were in line with forecasts, and all eyes are now on the Fed, and how hard it will push back tomorrow morning against market expectations for big rate cuts from early next year. And then, in our bonus deep dive interview, we find out from ANZ's Pacific economist, Kishti Sen, about an economy that's set to double in size in the next five to eight years, Papua New Guinea. That means a real GDP growth of about 9% per annum over the next eight years. Now, that is a significant leap from the 2.6% average growth that Papua New Guinea achieved over the previous eight years. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, global stocks, bonds and currencies are mixed and searching for direction this morning after US inflation figures out overnight were in line with expectations. Core inflation of 0.3% in November and 4% for the year. All eyes are now on the Fed's last decision for the year tomorrow morning, Sydney-Melbourne time. ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, says inflation remains high enough and sticky enough for the Fed to push back against market expectations of a perfect soft landing that would see 100 basis points of rate cuts starting in May next year. If you look at the three-month average of core inflation in the US for the past five months, it has been climbing up gradually since uh, July. It's averaging around 0.3%. And I think this so-called last mile on inflation is going to take time to get it down to the sustainable target levels that the FOMC want. So my assessment is, yes, they'll be encouraged by some of the movement they're seeing, but they're going to warn markets that there's still a long ways to go and push back against an early rate cut. As of 5am Sydney Melbourne time, US stocks and bond yields are about their closing levels. The Aussie dollar is at 65.66 US cents and the Kiwi dollar at 61.26 US cents. The big mover was oil again. It fell 4% overnight. West Texas Intermediate is around $68.59 US a barrel. And gold down a touch at $1,994.95 US an ounce. Number two, Brian sees the Fed lowering its dot plot of the FOMC members' expectations for interest rates a bit, but not as far as the market's expecting. That's creating ripe territory for a sell-off on any disappointment. We've seen very, very strong rallies in bond markets and equity markets since the FOMC left interest rates unchanged on the 1st of November. We've seen the market bring forward the expected timing of rate cuts. But the data that we've had so far in December, the labour market report for November and the CPI report for November, suggests to me that the market's got ahead of itself. So I think there could well be some corrective action as the market just becomes more balanced in its assessment for the rate path in 2024. Number three, business confidence and consumer confidence in Australia are diverging. According to surveys out yesterday from NAB on business confidence in November and from ANZ on consumer confidence last week, ANZ Australia economist Maddie Dunk says there's a particular gap opening up in consumer confidence, which rose overall to its highest level since February last week, but not for everyone. One of the interesting things that we've seen in the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Survey over the past couple of weeks has been 
this divergence in how households who are paying off a mortgage are feeling versus renters. We've seen quite a deterioration in confidence amongst renters, but in contrast, we're seeing that those people that are paying off a mortgage are starting to feel a little bit better, probably because they think that they might have seen the peak in interest rates. Number four, Maddie says business confidence in Australia fell, however, to its lowest level since 2012 in November, outside of the pandemic. And in particular, we saw a very large fall in retail confidence. So those retailers were not feeling good in November. We saw that confidence has actually fallen to negative 28 points, which is very low. And I think it's interesting because our ANZ observed spending data suggested that the Black Friday period was actually pretty solid for most retailers. So perhaps this large fall in confidence amongst retailers is a nod towards what's to come and a lot of retailers are expecting that spending in December might be a bit softer. Number five, we got news from New Zealand's economy yesterday of a fresh record high in net migration in the year to the end of October of 128,900. However, that obscures a record high net loss of New Zealand citizens in the year to October of 44,500, and about half of those go to Australia. Here's ANZ New Zealand economist Henry Russell on how the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is watching migration like a hawk. So at the November monetary policy statement, the RBNZ did signal some concern about the potential demand impulse from net migration. And we're certainly starting to see that, particularly in the housing and rental markets. And if that flows through into stronger inflation pressures across the economy, that could see the RBNZ be brought back to the hiking table. That's not our central scenario. We see the RBNZ remaining on hold until 2025, but monetary policy risks currently remain tilted to the upside. Henry Russell there. Now, in our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ's Pacific economist Kishti Sen explains why the outlook for Papua New Guinea's economy is looking rosier next year. He's just put out a major economic outlook note for PNG. I asked him to put PNG's growth into context. The eyes of the world have been on Papua New Guinea this year, hasn't it? With several uh, high-profile state visits. You had the French President uh, Emmanuel Macron make, uh, make a state visit. Uh, so did the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Uh, President Biden was scheduled to visit until he withdrew at the last minute to sort out the debt ceiling negotiations back home. Uh, so the State uh, Secretary Anthony Blinken stepped in instead. So definitely the country's geopolitical role is growing in importance. Um, but what is probably less well known is that Papua New Guinea's economy is on the cusp of a new golden era of resources investment, we believe. Now, as it stands, just to give you a bit of a perspective, Papua New Guinea is a US $20 billion economy in inflation-adjusted basis. And we believe over the next five to eight years, it will double in size to US $40 billion. That means a real GDP growth of about 9% per annum over the next eight years. Now, that is a significant leap from the 2.6% average growth that Papua New Guinea achieved over the previous eight years. So what are the big projects and development that's going to accelerate that growth? So now, basically, a second round of uh, gas and mineral projects have largely been confirmed. And 
we think uh, that um, all of these projects will go to commencement beginning in 2024, and that will underpin the strong growth over the next eight years that we are projecting. Could you give us a, a sense of you know, the scale of these projects, who's behind them, and what Papua New Guinea will end up with once they're completed? Yes, so, so we have estimated a project pipeline of US $50 billion. Most of it are in the, in the gas uh, sector. So you got the major, all majors of the world in total, ExxonMobil, uh, Santos, all partnering to invest in Papua New Guinea's gas uh, reserves and commercialize it. So gas kind of makes up a big part of it. And then we've got the mine investment in the mining sector is in gold and copper. And some of the world's big mining companies are also investing in Papua New Guinea. So what is it that has really accelerated things in the last year or so? So because the uh, PNG economy is so heavily dependent uh, on investment in its resource sector for GDP growth, uh, PNG has not had any major investment in, in that sector over the last 10 years. So basically what that's done is set the country up for very strong growth over the next 10 years because definitely behind the scenes project uh, were negotiated with, uh, between the joint venture partners as well as the government. And that is really behind the strength in GDP over the next uh, eight years. ANZ's Kishti Sen there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Wednesday, December the 13th. Look out tomorrow for the latest from the FOMC and on Australia's budget position with the mid-year economic and fiscal outlook due out later today. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.